Hello, everybody. Welcome to Truth Reigns with Dr. Toya Hodges. Today, I have such an exciting conversation. Um, for those that do not know me, I am a doctor of hypnotherapy and hypnosis, and I'm also an intuitive counselor, a life spiritual mind coach, business coach. I have over 35 holistic modalities um, certifications, and I love anything holistic, spiritual, and energy. The healing that comes from all these things are amazing. Today, I want to talk about unanswered prayers. I have been getting downloads lately that I need to reach out to religious organizations and offer my services of being able to help people through their emotional traumas, their pain, the vicious cycles of life, because what I've realized and what I've been seeing and what we've been hearing is there's starting to be a mass exit of people going to church. Congregations are getting smaller. A lot of that was due to COVID, but more importantly, a lot of it is that while people were at home during COVID, what they started to realize is that their life was still very chaotic. And that's the life that we lived for a very long time, including myself. But what is coming to me now is that for so long, we've looked at the church incorrectly. We've looked at religion incorrectly. We look at it as if all we have to do is pray and everything's going to be okay. That's true, but there's more to it than just that. We have to look at what it is and what actions need to be taken. And we can use that in several scenarios in our life. There's so many times that we pray to God and we're wondering why he's not answering us. We, we think to ourselves like, Guy, God, why does this keep happening to me? Why does nothing never work out for me? Why can I not move past this? Why do these things keep happening to me? And we're mad at God and we're kind of blaming him. Like, why? Like, what have I done? Why does this keep happening? Like, why can't I have this amazing life that I feel like everyone else is having? And why can I not have a sense of peace? Or why can I not have a day that's pain-free? And what I've discovered in through my studying and what God is telling me is that we stand in our way, that God is answering us, but it's not coming the way that we want it to show up. Our expectations of what that looks like is completely different than the way it appears. And if you don't know my story about 
<sighs> six, seven years ago, my journey started. So let me go back and first put this in here. I was at church a lot. My grandfather was a pastor. My whole family has been extremely religious. My father, my entire family, I came up on religious principles. Didn't really attend church that often because, to be quite honest, every time I went to church, I just remember how every time I would leave, I'd be terrified as a child. I remember one of the most scariest things I'd ever seen was a Christmas play where these demons were chasing after people. And as a child, that was terrifying. And I remember that moment of like, why do I keep coming here? As a child, I'm thinking, why do we keep coming here? This is scary. <laughs> like I thought I was in, I guess, a scary house. I don't know. But anyway, for years, as I got older, I knew it was time for me to to go to church. And I found two amazing churches that I absolutely still love and adore. The pastors were amazing. And I always felt like no matter what was going on, they knew exactly what I needed to hear that day. But this is what I realized was happening. I would go to church. I would take notes. I was reading my Bible every night. I was doing everything that I'm supposed to do. I'm constantly watching pastors talk. I'm, you know, preaching. I'm, that's on my YouTube. That's on my, my Bluetooth as I'm driving my, you know, and I was just in awe of that life. But my real life, this anxiety, the stress the depression, the feeling like every time I turned around, things just kept seeing, seeming like they were getting harder. I felt like I was always in a constant battle. And, you know, I was just like, well, this is what God wants. But what ended up happening was I was praying and God was sending me the answers because that's not what I thought it should look like. I ignored it. That's not what God's sending me. But I never asked God if that's what he was sending me. I never asked God, are you sending this? I made the assumption. And as I walked into my true passion and purpose, I see more and more individuals feeling the same way. They love God just like I do. They pray to God, they believe in God, and they use scripture all the time to justify whatever is going on in their life. Makes complete sense. That's what we're taught. That's how we, we believe. That's the foundation. But what if you're blocking your own answers to your prayers? People don't think about that. Pastors aren't equipped with teaching you how to heal your emotional trauma. 
That's not a pastor's responsibility. A pastor's responsibility is to give you guidance, provide you guidance, but you're the one that has to put in the work. I'll give you a perfect example. I remember I was constantly praying, like, God, give me some relief. Like, I'm working to death. I'm I'm doing all these things. I'm volunteering. I got nonprofits. I'm feeding 25,000 people a year. Like, I'm, I'm doing all these things in honor of you. And I'm grateful that you've given me the skill set. And I'm grateful that you've You've allowed the opportunities, the funding, the, the, the building, the, the people to help run it. You, you, you're providing all of that, and I'm thankful, and I'm grateful, and those are things I'm praying for, and I appreciate it. The other things I was praying for was peace and calmness and relaxation, and I felt like it wasn't coming to the point to where one day, I woke up and couldn't hardly walk. The pain was so excruciating. They had to rush me to the emergency room. Spent hours in this emergency room. They were trying to find what was wrong with me, and they couldn't find anything. And I'm like, I can't walk. There is something wrong. Like, it felt like every time I walked, these Shooting pains would just shoot through my body to where I would go to my knees because I could not take it. Come to find out, I had two herniated discs that was pinching my sciatic nerve. So what happened was I slowed down for a week. I was getting on steroids, taking all this medication. Now up to this point, I didn't take medication. I didn't sleep at night. I suffered from migraines all the time. But I never was on medication. This was the start of it. As I continued, what did I do? Instead of taking a break, I hired a driver to drive me everywhere. Because my job, I traveled between three different states. So instead of it causing me so much pain to drive, I would just let someone else drive. Not realizing that I needed to sit down. That was what I needed to do. I didn't see that because that wasn't clear to me. Because if I sat down, who was going to run the business? Who was going to take care of my children, even though they were grown? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do it? I, I didn't have time to sit down. Are you kidding me? So what did I do? Kept going. Kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Whole time I'm praying in church. Praying. Relieve me from this pain. Help me. Please, God, help me. Chaos. Chaotic situations just kept happening. I felt like sometimes I was standing in the corner of a fighting match and the, the person that is called life was just jabbing and beating me down. But I kept standing strong like, no, God's got me. 
not realizing that all those punches was trying to get my attention to say, hello, Atoya, this is God. I'm standing here trying to get your attention. You're not listening. And then one day, guess what happened? All my answers came true. All my prayers were answered. And guess how that happened? I was sicker than I'd ever been in my life. I was called up through all these years, many, many years. Like it's now been 10 years ago. I was working, well, no, 12 years ago, I was working for someone. And I was the manager, program manager, running around. This this company had 15 offices in six states. So I was always on the road. I was focusing on the operations of making sure everything was running the right way, making sure the clients were being seen, not realizing the back end of that, the owners were doing some very shady stuff, and I didn't see it that way because I didn't really get to see it because I wasn't focused on that. I was too busy putting out all the other fires. So I was driving to work one day, get a call, and my life changed. He was under federal investigation. Within six months of that call, not only did my life and health dwindle to the point to where not only could I walk, could not walk very well to where my blood pressure, they couldn't get it regulated. I would stand up, I'd pass out. On top of the anxiety, stress, and all this, then I'm going through an investigation and I had to get rid of both of my companies. I had to walk away from both my companies and my livelihood. I was losing everything. I ended up losing everything including my freedom. I was sentenced to a year in prison. And I had just had major surgery on my neck because during all of this, the bones in my neck collapsed and I had to get titanium in them. And I remember the day when I walked away from my family and everything I knew, I self-surrendered. I had, you know, they gave me 60 days. And as I walked, I told them I couldn't look back. That when I walked away, the next time they would see me was a year later when I was walking out. Guess what? God had my undivided attention at that point. I couldn't go nowhere. Couldn't do nothing. All I had was time. That's all I had. So guess what had my undivided attention? God. All of a sudden, it was all just coming out. The anxiety started disappearing. The depression started disappearing. 
the pain for months while I laid in there. I was in so much physical pain. But I knew and I was determined that when I walked out that door, I was going to be a different person. Before I walked in there, I cussed like a sailor. I drank. I, I, I was done mentally, emotionally. I couldn't take it anymore to the point that I was suicidal. I remember holding those pills and telling God I couldn't take it anymore. That the pressure was too much. I couldn't see any light at the end of the tunnel. And I woke up the next day and it was a part of me at that point that was a little mad, like, really? I got to keep doing this? But then God shook me. I was like, just trust me. I remember the day that I got sentenced. I was so mad. Like, how did God do this to me? I remember when I was standing at the table, my spiritual advisor told me that day. She said, you're not alone. Take your hand and collapse it like you're holding someone else's hand. And that's you holding God's hand through this. And when I walked out of there, it's like, God, where were you at? How did you let this happen? I didn't deserve this. Why am I do why why am I having to leave everything? Why am I losing everything? Now I look back and I know it's because I needed to sit down. I needed to detach from all the people that was sucking me dry. I needed to detach from my chaotic and, and unorganized life. I needed to sit down and deal with everything that I just pushed to the side because I felt like I didn't have time to deal with that. Oh, you grew up this way. Well, you know what? I'm not that way now, so push it to the side. Oh, you lost your parents. Okay, I cried. It, it sucks. It hurts. I, I miss them, but I can't bring them back to life. Let's push it to the side. And I know that sounds harsh, but when you live in survival mode, you don't have time to truly feel the impact of everything going on because every time you turn around, there is a fire you're putting out and you just feel like you can't get a break. Now I can sit back and I can look at the situations where God was answering my prayers, but they weren't looking like what I thought they should look like. How many times did I pray for help and God would send me somebody and I'd be like, no, that's not who he sent me. So I don't want their help. What? <laughs> or how many times did opportunities pass me by because I didn't think that's what I was supposed to do? Why? Because I wasn't trusting my intuition. How many times do we sit there and we say, I knew I shouldn't have done that because everything inside me was saying no, but I said yes anyway. 
Who do you think's giving you that intuition? Who do you think is talking to you through that? God. But yet you, with your with our free will, choose to go the other way. And because we chose to go the other way and things didn't work out the way it was supposed to, we get mad at God a little bit. We don't want to admit that. We don't want to say that out loud because religion has taught us we can't get mad at God. But we can. We can be disappointed. But here's the thing. It's not us being disappointed in God. It's not us being mad at God. What it is, is we're disappointed and mad at ourselves because we know we knew better. We know we weren't supposed to date that guy. We knew we weren't supposed to date that girl. We started seeing all those toxic traits from the beginning. But because we have abandonment issues and because we need feel loved, we get into relationships that we know are not healthy for us. We know that they're not good for us, but we still do it. For years, I battled my weight. I'm still in the process of losing my weight. How many times when I was depressed and sad did I overeat? How many times do we overeat because we're trying to fill ourselves? We emotionally eat. But then we wonder why our health is failing. And some of the things that I've discovered is there's so many people I'm helping. And I am grateful because I'm just the vessel. It's not from me. Do I have the knowledge and the skill set to be able to, to see things? Absolutely. But these are my gifts that I was given to be used as a vessel. And it hurts my heart to so many people that I see that want to help but they're so scared of what religion is going to say. Well, religion says that's bad. Religion says I shouldn't heal holistically. Religion says I shouldn't look into hypnotherapy or theta healing because those are dangerous. You're controlling my mind. I have no control over anyone's mind. Hypnosis nor hypnotherapy control people's mind. The only people that control your mind is yourself and what you believe. There's so many people that are walking around and they feel comfortable going to a medical doctor. You have all these churches that are pushing, taking the vaccine. We don't know what that is. It's obvious that it's not helping people. It's not working, but religion supports medical. Yeah, there's certain things medical providers can do, but there's also alternative medicine that we had hundreds of years ago. And now that's looked upon as like bad and evil. Well, why is it looked upon because it's bad and evil? It's because big pharma is convincing everybody, oh, what they did back then wasn't good for people, but what we do is good for people. Do you notice side effects of your blood pressure medication? Hello? Right. How is that okay? But when someone comes and says, hey, 
We have a holistic way to help you heal. We have a way that you're not suffering and walking around in pain every day. There are alternative options out there, but you're terrified because people don't understand it enough because they haven't put in the work or they haven't taken the time to understand it and they assume it's bad. Why, why are we not taught in church to be open? Isn't that what church is supposed to teach us? Is to be open. How many of you are truly open? How many of you have trust issues? How many of you have abandonment issues? How many of you are living in unhealthy marriages and relationships? How many of you are unhealthy? How many of you are scared to admit what I'm saying because you're fearful of what the church might think? I'm not against church at all. Church is a wonderful place to be. God is a wonderful God. But God also gives us the free will to explore what works best for us. If your relationship with God is good, then you're good. God loves us all. God has no intention for us to be living this world in misery. And I'll give you a perfect example. A client of mine came to me for a particular emotional thing that she needed help on. I guided her through it. It was an addiction. She had an addiction. And a person in her family was also suffering from the same addiction. And when she reached out to them and said, hey, my addiction has been broken. I'm going on four months of breaking this addiction. You really should reach out to her and let her help you. And the response was, well, I've been praying to God to send me someone. And her response was, God is sending you someone. I'm telling you someone that can help guide you through this, that can help. And the person's response was, no, I don't think that's what God is sending me. I don't think God is sending me a person in real life to help me. That's been four months. The addiction has gotten worse. But he keeps praying every day for relief, for breaking the addiction. 
So I'm saying all this to say is sometimes we have to step back and look at ourselves in the mirror and look at what we're doing to create the situations that we're in. Stop thinking that your prayers are not being answered and that you've been abandoned by God. That's not the case. But what you can look at is that you're abandoning God. You're doing it because you claim you trust the creator, but you don't trust what's being sent to you. So the question is today, if you sit back and look at the chaos that may be potentially happening in your life right now, how much of that do you contribute to it? When you look at your prayers of what you're praying for, stand back for a second and see. Emotional healing is imperative. You can't see things clearly if you're blinded by the trauma and the emotions that you've endured your entire life. Do prayers get answered all the time, all day? Will they continue? Absolutely. So with that, I send you all my love, send you all the blessings, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.